I'm Alexa. And I'm Cadence. And we're Something, Something Sinister, Sinister Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back to this professional studio bar that we are in. Right. We are professionals. We are. We got lots of great feedback from you guys. We really did. So, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's all we have to say. Yeah. Quick funny story, <laughs> though. Um, so, we just switched um, hosting platforms to Anchor. We're just trying to, you know, up up the game here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um great for podcasting great so on spotify they let you post polls or questions per episode (laughs) and so i was like oh that's kind of fun and so we just did ed gein and ed gein inspired a lot of movies so great question what ed gein inspired movie is your favorite and somebody by the name of marty commented and said this podcast sucks (laughs) and i died and we can't like respond to marty like we can't be like well why why like that wasn't the question the question was what egg gain movie do you like i wanted to comment back and be like i didn't know there was a movie movie called your podcast So, so yeah. um, thank you, Marty. We got a great laugh at that. Yeah, we've we already really apologized to our fans once, and we're not going to do that again. No, so. we're not. We if are you not don't like full it, of apologies. Move on. Move on. Um, so that's about all the news um, that I had. I thought that was I that just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, Halloween is coming up. Ooh, we're yeah, getting into spooky, spooky season. season. And uh, we're trying to plan our October. We might have another trivia night coming up. Yep. So that that's about it. And if you Halloween guys, party. yeah. If you guys have ideas for maybe a live event you would like, or an online event, we've right. thought about that a million times for sure. For sure. Let us know. Yeah. Send so it over. That's it. Our... It's been a crazy week, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it really has. And, you know, Cadence is losing her voice. So we decided to take it easy this week and do a dry episode. Yes. Well, there is going to be water. Yeah. So it's not completely dry. No, but not dry it's as just... in non-alcohol. So yes. we are drinking a LaCroix just to stay hydrated. Yeah, we're the baby yeah. baba boo-boos in this episode. Yeah, so. at least it's not little milky milky. Milky milky in our bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to find out uh, you probably shouldn't drink on antibiotics. Yeah, turns out that was bad medical advice. Yeah, very bad by the doctor here. Yeah. This one. <laughs> we're changing the name of our podcast podcast is something sick and all we do is give bad <laughs> medical advice so get ready for that guys that something sick that's great we're gonna have to have a team of lawyers for that one <laughs> yeah we will so we will. we will be canceled quick yep that's all the news uh so if you guys at home want to make up your own drinking word go for it and we can still have a drinking word oh, we're okay. just not gonna drink alcohol we'll okay. just stay hydrated so you guys get drunk and we'll be jealous pretty much pretty much okay well let's get into it anything else no okay let's go all right i'm excited i don't know the story you really don't no you (gasps) like gave me a rundown but remember i was like picked a famous serial killer that alexa doesn't know yeah i mean i remember hearing about him but i don't know like the story i don't know the story (gasps) i'm even more excited now okay yeah Our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. So keep in mind, we're going to talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So today, guys, we are talking about Rodney Alcala, Mm. a.k.a. the dating game killer. And this is a crazy one. And I feel really good that you don't know it. So if I forget things, then you're not going to even know. But, okay, quick intro. Rodney Alcala, dating game killer. He was a fraud fashion photographer, uh, a dating game show contestant winner, serial rapist and murderer who was sentenced to death three times for the murder of five women, though evidence suggests upwards of 130 people. All between 77 and 79. Two years, 130 people potentially. Yep. Oh my God. So, what a psychopath. Drinking word for all of our alcoholics. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Man, I'm trying to think what would be a good one. 
So we could do. What about like rape or <laughs> strangle or kill? Let's do kill. Okay. Um, or game or date. Or we could do <laughs> rape. I can't believe you said rape. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure he's a rapist. Um, rape isn't funny, just to clarify. No, but um, let's do let's do hmm, let's do kill. Kill? Kill. All right. The dating game is actually a very, very small part of the story. So I'm thinking he he was really big. Actually, let's do photos. Photos, photos, pictures, pictures. things okay. like that, because that that plays a huge part in all of this. All right, so pictures. photos, pictures, blah, 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 blah. Let's do it. All right. So Rodney Alcala was born August 23rd, 1943 in San Antonio, Texas. OK, we are in Virgo season, y'all. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a ranker article by Madame Ruby. Uh, India, blah, blah, blah. That website we usually, they didn't have anything on Rodney Alcala. So not a resort to ranker. Uh, (laughs) She highlights his boldness, overconfidence, strong willedness. And actually I took an excerpt straight from Cosmo magazine by Stephanie N. Campos and Erica W. Smith titled astrology has a creepy, accurate explanation for serial killers. And this just sums it up. Virgos are meticulous and systematic. They live for patterns and routine. Serial killers tend to commit acts that follow a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern. Also Virgos are very good at cleaning up after themselves. Mm. So the whole systematic, meticulous patterns, all of that, it's uh, that's pretty spot on. So back to Alcala. His parents were Mexican-American. He had two sisters and one brother. Mm -hmm. And around the age of eight, his father moves them to Mexico only to abandon them three years later. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to drop you off, and then I'm out. So that's sad. After that, mom moves the family to Los Angeles, and otherwise, he is said to have a completely normal childhood, like nothing Mm. lavish, but not we're not talking like abuse and poverty. Wow. Um, zero signs of the McDonald triad also. Wow. Everybody talked so the about only, that. Yeah. So the only thing I'm hearing is clearly like neglect from mm-hmm. dad. Abandonment. Yeah. And abandonment and just growing up, I guess, like with a single mom. Yeah. Okay. Well, and too, like we're talking the 40s, 50s. They are immigrants. Um, of, I mean, or at least, you know, people of different color. I don't know if maybe there was some like stuff that went on there, but they, everybody who talked about him as a kid, they were a patriotic family. He oh, wow. had friends. They were loving. Hmm. He was handsome. He was incredibly smart. So they're like, so not we don't know where this, where things went wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. not the normal of what you would no. anticipate. Which okay. is honestly. Not like Ed Gein where his uh, right. childhood was kind of weird yeah there's nothing really to point to which kind of makes this a very bizarre thing but he joins the army as a clerk which i had to google i didn't know yeah what that would mean in the military yeah it's just like, office not like a receptionist <laughs> yeah, okay basically. all right he was a secretary for the military um, hey i mean whatever yeah hopefully he got some good benefits right well mm, this is where shit goes wrong oh, so shit. we're in 1961 he's 17 years old and after three years he suffers from a mental breakdown which oh. eventually leads him to go awol paperwork was just too great. overwhelming too much paperwork. So he hitchhikes his way back to his mom. He was stationed. It doesn't really matter where it was, but I will tell you this. He hitchhiked 2,500 miles. So from like one coast to the other, yes. because if his mom was in California, he was probably way yeah. on the east. Yes. Coast. Yep. So Holy he hitchhikes. Shit. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's like, impressive. He was like, you know what? I can do this. Yep. So. From there, he is diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder Mm. and um, possibly also like it's obviously speculated now some narcissism, psychopathy and sexual sadism comorbidities. Oh, God. So it turns out we've just got a ton of mental illness. Got a psychopath on your hands. And for people, I did put this in because we don't when we like talk about these mental illnesses, we don't typically like dive in but antisocial social personality disorder yeah. is a very Googleable 
thing. And I feel like we hear that a lot, but it doesn't mean antisocial and it no, doesn't mean at all. you have an issue with your person. Now it's a very misleading title, but basically it is a behavioral condition. It starts to show in childhood, but it's typically not diagnosed until you're an adult. So right. these people tend to lie, participate in criminal activity. They're impulsive. They lack empathy mm. and it's often associated with being a sociopath. Yeah. And you know, I called him a psychopath earlier just because, you know, here we are seeing where this is like forming. You are seeing the dangerous traits form. You're seeing like the obsession with the harm and all of those traits like form. So that is very, very scary. It is. And it, man, People who are truly sociopaths, like diagnosed sociopaths, I think that's like the scary, not, not saying people with, yeah, so, sociopathic so, disorder are scary, are scary but, but the, the with idea everything that else, you can lack empathy and sympathy yeah. and emotions and you have to like fake it, like yeah. that's like not comprehensible to me. And I mean, he, yeah, he was a clerk in the military, but another person in the military, you know, that we're talking about, which is wild. And I'm going to guess he was probably a genius or super mm-hmm. smart, too. Yeah. So, you know, all of those traits are aligning, which right. is just wild. Yeah. So <clears throat> meat and potatoes. First crime is in September of 1968. So he's around 25 years old. Eyewitnesses call LAPD after seeing Alcala learn an eight-year-old girl. We're going to call her Shapiro because names do kind of get important in all of this. Mm. They see this eight-year-old girl being led into his apartment. Um, Oh, no. She was luckily found alive, but she'd been beaten with a steel bar um, and raped. So I listened to so many interviews from the cop (gasps) and the people that were on this case. So basically... Um, neighbor sees him cop goes to the door knocks Alcala answers the door butt ass naked shut up and is like hey man I'll be right back I I just got out of the shower and the cop said you have five seconds to open the store or I'm coming in and he didn't so the cop beats the door down the girl has the pipe across her throat and he they talk about sorry this is graphic the blood and that like they're like we didn't I didn't know that much blood could come out of a child. It, it's just graphic and awful. But he had a split decision to make. Save the girl or catch Alcala who's attempting to escape. Mm-hmm. So he made the right decision and he chose to save the girl. Right. Uh, Alcala did escape. Of she course. was beaten so badly. She was in a 32 day coma and <gasps> nearly dead. But she lived. She lived. Oh, my God. And well, we're going to hear more from her. What a fighter. Yeah fighter but unfortunately alcala gets away he fled the state to new Mm. york um so back to the other coast back to the other coast this guy is very crafty um he attends nyu for film under the name john berger um or berger he changes his name a lot but he's mexican this is berger he's mexican and he's given himself a white name john smith (laughs) Yeah. John Berger. Wow. Okay. So, but this kind of goes into like, he's incredibly, incredibly smart. So, um, I forgot to mention this earlier. He's already attended UCLA in 1968. Oh, so like he's getting into like top colleges. So we are talking about a genius. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. So UCLA 1968. That's also when he commits that first crime. Mm -hmm. Um, so he flees, He's in New York now under John Berger. So 1971, he's 28 years old. He gets a job as a counselor in um, a New Hampshire. It's like a children's art camp. As a counselor? Yep. Oh my and this gosh. time he, he went balls to the wall with the new name. So we were John Berger. Now we're John Berger. Berger. Okay. Berger. We're John Berger now. Okay. So this same year. Like spelt, sorry, like a burger. Like a burger. Like Burger King. Like we went from ER to UR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right. Again, really creative. Not burger, burger. Not, okay. No, it's it's burger. Burger. Okay. Burger. <laughs> so this same year, a 23-year-old flight attendant is found raped and strangled in a, her Manhattan apartment. So keep in mind, we're in New Hampshire at the camp. Mm-hmm. But this lady is found 
in a Manhattan Dead apartment. In Manhattan. And the murder will go unsolved until 2011. <gasps> what? So, and what year are we in? 1971. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a winner. Oh my. 40 years. 40 yep. years. Okay. Yeah. These poor families. Yeah. The, what the fam, what he puts these families through is just evil. So wow. the same year, because we do know they, they do know we're looking for Rodney Alcala because of the eyewitness testimony with the eight year old girl. Right. The reason why we're not catching him is because we don't have DNA and all of this stuff. And he right. has fled the state and taken on a new identity. Right. So that's the only reason we're not catching and him. Like he's moving around. I yep. mean, when they find the body, he's in New Hampshire. So it's like yep. it's hard for them to even determine who it is and right. if it is even related. And his first murder was in California. And now these murders are occurring on the yep. East Coast. So it's like back in the 70s, they don't talk like those no. jurisdictions don't talk. I they mean, walk hell. around like this. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for like even like Los Angeles County, you know, police department and like Sacramento to talk. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Wow. So we're lost. But this same year, he is added to the FBI's most wanted list. So oh. again, they know Rodney Alcala when they know. So they add him to FBI's most wanted list. Kids from the camp to t- pay a visit to their local post office and oh, they see up. his photo at the post office. Good. He is arrested and sent back to California. So. Shut up. Shut up. First drink of the night. First drink, guys. So, man, good water job, is so good. <laughs> yeah, good for these kids. Um, So when he gets back to California, I use the word refuse, but it's not necessarily that the police refused to charge him, but they kind of couldn't charge him with the rape and attempted murder of mm-hmm. the Shapiro girl oh. unless she will testify in court. She's a child. She's, yeah, at this point. See, I, mean, I think that whole law to itself <clears throat> is ridiculous. You should not have to make a victim testify in open court why isn't a written statement enough right like it's you're reading the state or you're saying the same statement as if you had given it to the police or the detective privately i just don't think that that is fair no why can't it just be like recorded and then played in court like i just don't think it's fair for to have that child especially for a child to have to sit up on a witness stand and testify in front of the person who attacked her and almost killed her. That is not okay. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's awful. And especially when you, we see this overall timeline of events. But basically, wow. her parents at this point had relocated to Mexico. They wanted to get her away. This is, again, the coma girl. Like, right. they get her away from all of this. And they refuse to allow her to testify. Right. But he is still... They're able to charge him with child molestation. And he's sentenced to three years in prison. Shut up. And, you know, here's another thing. I'm sorry. This pisses me off. Because the police officer walked in. He's a witness. Yeah. He saw all of this happening. The medical people, they have all, when they took her to the hospital, like they have. How is that not enough? <laughs> like, seriously, how is that not enough? That That is wild. Yep. That, they failed that little girl. They, they absolutely did. And this is also during a time where the, the, the prisons are focused on rehabilitation. So, so only three years for three child years. molestation. What yep. the hell? So after 17 months, um, he is released on Shut parole up. for good behavior. Oh, my God. 17 months. He served a little over a year for molesting a child and beating her within an inch of her life. What the hell? Yeah. Like, it's good a, job, it's, California. Yeah. Way to go. Way Not to fuck surprised. everything up. Way us. to fuck it up. So. He returns to prison two months later for assaulting a 13-year-old girl um, after thinking she was getting a ride to school. Two months later. Two months later. So great rehabilitation in the in the prison system. Wow. He served two years and was paroled again. 
what the fuck they said that they put him through like the psychology bullshit and he was loved by everyone re changed man oh my god what did they say fool me twice shame on me like you guys let him he was paroled again yeah or what does my grandpa say a leopard doesn't change its spots (laughs) yeah like what the hell it's awful so this is the second release. We're now 1977. He's about 34. And for some reason, mm. again, at this point, he's convinced psychologists and medical professionals he's a changed man, but his parole officer allows him to fly and travel to New York City. Why? What does he need to go to New York City for? He says it's it's for a job. At, at, and I think at this point, he is kind of starting to dabble in photography. We'll get into more about that later. But, uh, oh, yeah, sweet, (laughs) sweet sound of crackling water. (laughs) So regardless, from California, they're like, oh, yeah, you can just live across the country and go to New York City because you can't get a job here. They're like, like, Rodney, listen, we know you fold us twice, but third time's a charm. Don't fuck this up, man. You're a changed man. Yeah. No, he's not. So a 23 year old woman, Ellen Hoover, she is the daughter of a famous nightclub owner and goddaughter to Dean Martin and Sam- Sammy Davis Jr. So that, wow. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, pretty interesting. But she is found dead. God. Her remains are found 11 months after she goes missing on a hillside under some rocks by the Hudson River. So mm-hmm. again, 11 months later, no suspects. Um, and, except I for mean, the fact that they do know, well, we let Rodney travel. That kind of lines up. But but 11 months later, I mean, yep. I mean, of course, they probably found her. Wait, she goes. She so went missing. He moves there. OK. And within the year that he is there, uh, because there's about to be something else that happens. But her remains are found while he is in the area. Gotcha. But she okay. had been missing for 11 months. Gotcha. So it's almost like he had to get there, do it. <clears throat> right. And then he went undetected for 11 months. Right. Okay. So because now we're in 1978, mm-hmm. he's working as a typesetter. Um, and he was even interviewed by the task force of the Hillside Strangler. Shut up. Yeah. He I mean, was a suspect because for the Hillside Strangler. Yeah. yeah. So wow. he was ruled out, but he was um, arrested and briefly served, served some time for weed possession, which I think is weird because if you're on parole. Yeah. Oh, I guess he did. He went back and served time. Never mind. Ignore me. I can't read my own words. OK, he went, he went back to jail. Cadence, calm down. They took <laughs> yeah, him to jail. He went back to jail. So um, same year. He has convinced hundreds of women Mm. and some young men, even some children, that he is a professional fashion photographer and he needs photos for his portfolio. Wow. Disgusting. Mm hmm. Absolutely disgusting. So these photos that later came out, they are all sexual. Of course. Usually nude, explicit and mostly unidentified. Mm hmm. So today it's speculated, like I said in my intro by police, that these could be victims of many cold cases, but we're going to talk more about that. But there's an article um, in the LA Weekly from one of his co-workers. Oh my God. Quoted saying, I thought it was weird, but I was young. I didn't know anything. When I asked why he took the photos, he said their moms asked him to. And I remember the girls were naked. He said he was a professional, so in my mind, I was being a model for him. Um, this was a woman who obviously allowed Akala to take her picture, I think, in like 1979. The portfolio also included spread after spread of naked teenage boys. Mm. And I, they don't have the explicit photos, but I looked at the ones that they did release, and there are like toddlers, like babies. What the fuck? And people allowed this? I guess. I I don't know. You said photos like four oh. times. So. <sighs> gotta um, stay hydrated. Gotta stay hydrated. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what he the hell? probably made it seem like, oh, I'm this fashion photographer and I'm taking all these crazy pictures and your kids are going to become famous. Yeah. And so the parents just like allowed it. <laughs> 
Well, and as an adult who has taken pictures, you can tell. Like, you can tell when you're uncomfortable, but I'm an mm. adult. Like, I can make those choices to take the picture how I want. So for a parent to allow that to happen, not saying it's completely the parent's fault, but because he did stop people on the streets. So some of these photos are literally him pulling in kids. This isn't with parents consent (gasps) saying, Hey, real quick, let me snap some photos of you on the beach or Hey, come in, come with me. I like, this will just be quick. I need these pictures. So it's not all God. Like it's not a professional setting, I guess is what I'm getting at. So still in 1978, he stars on the popular game show, The Dating Game. And just a quick rundown. It's pretty self-explanatory, but there's a bachelorette and three men hidden from view. They go through an interview process. And at the end, she picks who she wants to go on a date with. Pretty easy. Okay. So he was introduced as, quote, a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in a dark room at 13 years old, fully developed. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Oh, not raping children or people? Yeah, they left out the rape. (laughs) What the hell? Hmm. I cannot believe they would even allow, like, a convicted felon to be... They didn't be do background checks. Clearly, clearly. Because, like, how could you allow yeah. a person like that on no. a dating show it, that's it was televised? very scrutinized later, obviously, that they're like, um, yeah, we should probably do background <clears> checks <throat> before we put these women up against these men who they know nothing about. Yeah, who are complete psychopaths. Yep. Oh, so, my God. He made the other contestants very uneasy. Um, they a, a lot a lot of times when they were describing this guy, it, they said strange and bizarre. He'd be distant and arrogant and really shut down backstage. But anytime there was a camera in his face or somebody paying attention, it was like somebody new just pops up. Yeah. And this personality comes out and this charmer comes out. So, again, sociopath. Mm. Yeah. Like. A total sociopath. He and knows he knows how to fake it because yeah. he studied people, and so. Right. But when he's not needing to fake it, he just shuts down. Right. So scary. Right. So one of the bachelorette's questions was something. The some it was a weird. It was weirdly worded. She was like, "What's your best time?" And I'm guessing she means like like what time of the day are you like yeah, the happiest like, or right. like most active? I don't know. It's a weird question. But what's your best time? And he says the night because it's the only time. <gasps> Ooh, Boo. that's creepy. I hate it. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. And she was probably like. <laughs> <laughs> there was also something he said, something like she was like, if you're a fruit, what fruit would you be? And he'd be like, I'm a banana. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> and then when she. With the banana. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting, yeah, but sick. she <laughs> actually picks him. And in her thing, when when you listen to it, she says something like, "Well, I like bananas, so I'm picking bachelor number one." Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. like me. something stupid. Yeah. So, but he does win. Um, <clears throat> this woman's name was Cheryl Bradshaw, but she refused the date afterwards because when she met him, she mm. found him to be creepy. So, yeah, way to go, like, girl! What the hell? Yeah. She was like, um, yeah, I don't think this is safe. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. I mean, the nighttime doesn't seem to be very pleasant. Yeah. So I'm actually not a nighttime person. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a morning bananas. person yeah. and like daylight morning, yeah. not like 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> not the witching hour. <laughs> the witching hour. Ooh, we should do an episode over the witching hour. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Also, guys, sorry. Side note here. We've got a great short sinister story coming, coming up for up. you. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so good. So June 1979, a 12-year-old girl, we're going to call her Samso because that was her name. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Samso goes missing on her way to or from. There were two things. There was one that was like a ballet class, but that might have been the previous girl. But basically her and her friend are on the beach and they decide to have a cartwheel contest. This is in Huntington Beach, California. Her so he's back in California mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yeah, we're back in California. And um, her friend later told the police that a strange man approaches them on the beach, asks them to take pictures. Mm. Um, during this time, luckily, a passerby was walking. They thought the scene was strange and asked if the girls were okay. Alcala became very irritated by the interruption. And so he takes off. 
Um, the girls are spooked by this. And so the the friend tells her, hey, take my bike. Just get home. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, Samso's body was found decomposing 12 days later in the foothills of L.A. Um, and and I, I guess it was just an awful scene. But uh, Alcala's parole officer was able to identify him by a sketch given by the little girl. Oh, my gosh. So wow. Samso was near unidentifiable. identifiable Um, between decay nature wild animals um and who knows what he did to her too to play a part into that there there is a tragic a tragic interview done by the mom where she's like let me see my girl and they're like no we can't like there's nothing to identify like that's how bad it was oh my god can you imagine no it's it's just horrible so after this, the mm. home was searched, and this is where they discover that there's a storage rental receipt in Seattle. It's like a storage locker. Hmm. And this is where they found the 12-year-old girl's earrings inside. Oh, my gosh. So that connected him. It connected him, and we're going to talk more about the earrings. It plays a p- huge part in the trial, but it it has fully connected him. So next month, July 1979... Um, he is arrested, held without bail. 1980, he is tried, convicted, and sentenced to death for her Good. murder. However, oh my God. Oh however, my God. the jurors were improperly informed about previous sex crimes. So, therefore, the verdict was overturned by the California Supreme Court. Why would that even matter? Thank why you. does that I have ask anything? The same th- I'm like, why does that matter? And it all comes down to California law. That was not supposed to be stated. I don't know if that was like part of like the negotiations or whatever. But what the fuck? yeah, yeah, nope. Um, yep. That shouldn't matter with this case. At the end of the day, they have evidence. Yep. Well. 1986. Mm. So, so he's free. No. Or he's still in he's prison. He's still in like prison, they but like the final judgment and, all, and like what he's actually convicted of. But he's still in prison. So 1986, a second trial took place. This is six years later. Can you imagine what that family went through for no. six fucking years? No. It's awful. They got zero validation. Like yeah. zero validation. No justice. Zero justice. Not okay. Yep. So just to piss everyone off more, mm. 1986, a second trial takes place. He is again convicted and again sentenced to death. So this is his second time being sentenced. It was also voided. So make this make sense for me. I took this quote directly from um, Wikipedia's LA Times article And here's the quote, in part because a witness was not allowed to support Alcala's contention that the park ranger who found this girl's body had been hypnotized by police investigators. What? So there... I, I was I feel confused. like they're just like reaching and pulling shit out of a fucking hat. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, OK, well, what can we do to like not convict? Him? It tells me that he had some really good attorneys or he was a bullshitter. Yeah. Like, it makes you wonder, like, yep. What did he tell these people? But at the end of the day, there's evidence. Yep. There is evidence. Her there's earrings witnesses. were there. there. Yeah. Like, there's all the other this. little girl saw him. Like, yep. gave us the passerby on the beach saw him. Yeah. It's it it this blows my mind. But unreal. Thank God we are in the time of DNA now. So mm. third prosecution is in 2003 at Orange in Orange County. Yeah, we're in 2003. 79 was his last. No, 86. No, so 80, I'm saying oh, 79 is it. when he committed the last crime. Right. So we're in 2003 now. Oh, my God. His DNA matches the rape and murder of the two women in L.A. and four additional women from New York and California. One originally thought to have been murdered by the Hillside Strangler. So of course. the police, when they interviewed him, were right to interview him just wrong title wrong title right so 
all of these bodies that were found by the police were posed, whether it be rolled in a ball, um, raped mm. and strangled, left in a laundry room, bludgeoned, objects like claw hammers, steel bars. But his signature move, and they could tell by, I guess, I'm guessing the bruising and the autopsy, but he would not, he would kill people, resuscitate them just to kill them again. <gasps> like that was his thing. Oh. Yeah. My like sick, God. sadistic comorbidities. Oh yeah. my God. So lots of resuscitated bodies. Um, DNA, more earrings and trophies were found in the Seattle storage. And with the new evidence, prosecutors, uh, prosecutors mm-hmm. joined the 12 year old girl's case with new victims in 2006. Um, or they sorry they took her case they joined it with the new victims so in 2006 the california supreme court sided with the prosecution and in february of 2010 2010 fuck california 2010 he stood trial on five joint charges that so, is 31 years later. Yes. You decide to give these parents justice? Yeah, no. There was no justice years in California. Later. No, this was all what bullshit. The hell? It was all bullshit. So, here's how this trial went. Oh, um, God. Alcala decided to act as as his own attorney. And Ted Bundy wannabe. Guys, I don't care how smart you are. Mm. This is like the dumbest move you could ever make. So for five hours, he played the role of both interrogator and witness. He would ask himself questions and address himself as Mr. Alcala in one voice. And then it was like a deeper voice. He'd be like, hey, Mr. Alcala, so where were you on the night of... Whose earrings are these? And then he would answer himself in his normal voice, like directly following. Like he was having a full on fucking conversation. conversation with himself. Yeah. Can you imagine like watching that? Why has this not been made into a movie? I don't know. I, well, maybe it has. I didn't look it up. I mean, if it actually, has, I think there I've are no, there maybe are definitely done, Netflix like, things. Maybe. But this also wasn't broadcast. This wasn't yeah, but taped. somebody could easily, easily play this. And there's got to be a transcript. Somewhere, yeah, I so. want to see what he looks like. Um, So this is what really sucks about all of this. At one point, well, not this part specifically, but at one point he tried to use a clip from the dating game to prove that the earrings were his and not Samso's. Mm. He was like, well, you just can't tell because he has this long curly hair and he had earrings and the mom was like, no, like those are my daughter's earrings. Oh my gosh. So the earrings were like, he tried to use that as a major talking point for his case. And they were like, yeah, no, those aren't your earrings. There's DNA all over them. Right. So, and they were found at your storage unit right after you murdered that little girl. Okay. So he kind of reminds me of Richard Ramirez. Yes. Yes. So he's like a mix of Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy. Yeah. I see that for sure. And like whenever he's older, it looks like Weird Al Yankovic. Or I was thinking, um, what's his name? Aerosmith guy. If you say Steven Tyler, <laughs> I'm going to quit. Yeah, Steven got- Tyler is the love of my life. He would be, but he kind of reminds me of a you crazy whack shut job. Steven Tyler. Up. He does not look like Steven Tyler. I think he Steven Tyler. Does. You, please sue her. <laughs> okay look 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 no look. Yeah. he does not Friends. look like steven okay Tyler. this is going to be our question or poll on anchor does, <laughs> does this man Rodney look Alcala. like steven tyler he does oh i hate you for even putting that in my head sorry so here is what's awful and you can watch all of these interviews on youtube but mm. samso's mother was forced to face and be questioned by Alcala since he was the attorney not cool since he he could call any witness that he wanted yep and he calls her and there was this big thing later that she brought a gun to the courtroom and they asked her later they were like were were you gonna shoot him and she's like 
Absolutely. If I had the shot, I would have taken it. And they're like, well, why didn't you? And she said that she felt her daughter and it stopped her from reaching. I know it gives me chills, guys. It it was it's so sad. There are so, so many videos that you can watch on the trial, but they are also they will make you angry and sad all at once. So but she was strong. She fucking did it like a boss. And he didn't make any major attempt to dispute the four extra charges. Um, He basically was like, well, I don't remember killing any of these women. He was really focused on his dating game appearance and these earrings. I mean, and to not to side with him, but it's 30 or 40 years later. Yeah. I mean, well, technically 30 because all of these happened in the late 70s. But and he's clearly an older man. Yeah. I mean, he could have early onset dementia or Alzheimer's. Right. Knowing him, he's probably faking it and lying. But it is a possibility. Oh, God. There's more. Oh, God. So Shapiro, his first victim Mm -hmm. was uh, I think that was the first victim's name. Or was the yeah, Shapiro I think the one that right. died? The, the one that survived, yeah, sorry. The, the first girl. victim was present as a witness <gasps> against him. And so she was there. Like, Shut these people up. rallied, and they were like, fuck this guy. We're going to get him this time. He's, he did yeah. have one paid witness that was with him. It was a psychiatrist that argued the borderline personality disorder. But they were like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. So come on. Less than two days of deliberation. He was convicted on all five accounts of first degree murder. And he is once again given the death penalty. And this is in March of 2010. Mm. So... Uh, Paloma Esquivel wrote this. I hope I probably butchered that last name. L.A. Times uh, wrote an article that says during his closing arguments earlier this month, Alcala, a one-time photographer and dating game contestant who acted as his own attorney in this trial, asked jurors to spare him the death penalty, saying they would become killers themselves if they sent him to death row and arguing that the sentence would lead to decades of appeals. A sentence of life in prison without parole would end this matter now. Gross. I have no fucking Like, why wouldn't you just want to die? Yeah. I don't understand. So well, because he's a narcissist and as in his mind, it's his way or the highway. And so ultimately, he probably doesn't want to be executed. He probably wants people to be in his corner and on his side. Yeah. For the for these mental illnesses. And I'm not saying he didn't have mental illness no, he because absolutely he clearly did. did. But that should not be justification in sparing his life and letting him die of natural causes. No. I'm sorry. No. People we like we that. tried the rehab mm. bullshit three times. I think we can end it now. Yeah. And he got away with. Got away. And, a lot of things for 30 years. Yep. So 120 of Alcala's mm. photos were released in hopes of identifying victims. However, 900 photos could not be made public due to the explicit. <gasps> nature oh my so God. guys there were a ton of people 20 oh <laughs> wow 21 women came forward to identify themselves in the photos mm. at least six families recognized loved ones who had gone missing and were never found so i mean what? 21 women alone came forward and was like that's, that's me. me i was in that picture and I remember what yep. happened. I remember this or don't man. like yeah. or they don't because yeah. they're also left brutally beaten and awful. So oh my God, none. Um, none of these people who came forward or sorry, none of the photos were directly connected to a cold case, though, until 2013. So, again, I mean, it was just three years later. Um, I mean, after a sentencing that people started coming forward. But right. As of July this year, Mm -hmm. 2022, 110 of the original photos are still public and police continue asking for help in identifying the subjects. But the the issue is, I mean, you're talking about photos from the 70s, photos from the 70s. And some were babies, some were women who could be passed on. Right. I mean, people have changed. I mean, it's it's and I mean. You know, I remember you saying like they're 
some of them are unidentifiable, so they might not have a face in them. You know, it might just be like a body picture. And if there's not like a distinguishing mark or an outfit that like the parents remembered. Yep. Like that could be very hard. They're very like hipster, like moody yeah uh shadowy some are hmm. just like random spots on look the beach i mean wow. it, it would be really it would be very difficult so wow. 2013 still awaiting death row he is sentenced to another 25 years for additional victims discovered through the release of these photos so Good. the judge in this case had such a hard time with the details she cried while she sentenced alcala oh my gosh i can't even imagine like i seriously cannot even imagine working that case no <clears throat> and having to look and deal with the, him the families over and that over came again forward, yeah. i just it it was hard just to watch the interviews and listen like to especially Samso's mother yeah talk about that so back to the trial though while he was in prison beforehand those like 6 years or whatever mm-hmm. it was he wrote and self published a book shut up called you the jury where he claims innocence in Samso's case and alluded um to another suspect in the murder of this girl oh god um so they definitely use that against him. You know, you're right. saying like, well, what if he doesn't remember? And they're like, well, you wrote a book. So yeah, let's, you just, wrote a book. let's just read from your book that you wrote when yeah. you were first incarcerated. Right. And we'll use those facts. Right. He did try to claim, I don't remember killing these people. And right. so they use the book. Thank God he wrote it. Wow. So incriminating it, it, himself. He incriminated himself. He totally went against what the DNA suggested. So we're glad he wrote that while in prison. He files mm. two lawsuits <laughs> against oh California. Like, they haven't helped him out. Yeah, like, they, he should be fucking kissing their feet. <laughs> yeah, he really should be. Like, he really should be. Like, what the fuck? You're going to sue the state that let you be free and commit your these whole murders? Life? Like, literally your whole like, life. Yeah. It's stupid. But he files two lawsuits against them. One for a slip and fall and one for <laughs> not providing low-calorie meal options. Oh, my God. Please the tell me nothing nerve. came out of it. The fucking nerve. He's a real winner. I, I don't think it did. But um, wow. Anyways, as of July or in July 2021. So this is just last year. Mm. Duh. Cadence. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Glad you know what year it is. <laughs> Guys, anytime I can accurately do a pulse follow, check. Yeah. Okay. Follow a no timeline. Fever. She's okay. She's okay. <laughs> Anytime I can accurately follow a timeline, I'm like, and this is the year 2022. And I'm I'm correct. So (laughs) he dies of unspecified natural causes at the age of Mm. 77. They allowed him to live. Yep. They strung this shit out. What the hell? I mean, he was on death row. Let's see. The last time he was sentenced was 2010. Oh, yeah. Well, well, 2013 with the newer stuff. With the but, newer yeah. stuff, but officially since 2010. 2010 so, so 11, 11 years. years on death row. And they had all this evidence. California, that's what you paid for your taxes yep. was this man. Yep, you did. So in total, mm. he is for sure guilty of murdering nine people. He claimed at least 30, but the evidence suggests over 100 all between 1968 and 1979, spanning from Washington to California to New York to Wyoming. Oh, my God. Charges in, in total included battery, kidnapping, probation violation, cannabis bullshit, rape, and first-degree murder. Unbelievable. I just cannot- I think they should have been... They all should have been capital murder charges with nine death sentences but i just don't know how you california so continue to string this out when you have all the evidence everything you need you have a man who is diagnosed with severe mental disorder yep he has been a history of child molestation huge huge two huge charges that he was paroled for that he clearly lied about and even being diagnosed with a personality that makes it capable for you to do that right and then you have photos you have the storage locker you have eyewitness testimony you have from multiple states Mm -hmm. like you have all the proof and then the dna comes out and you have the the best proof that you can find and they're still like "Mm, maybe it's not our guy maybe we just like rehabilitated You know, he he's just doing such a great job in therapy. 
He's old now. Fuck that old man. Yeah. Fucking put a. Oh, well, I'm not going to make death threats, but yeah, well. <laughs> it's just awful. The The whole story is so sad. He is like a wildly prolific serial killer and mm. the justice system just did him a fucking favor. But then you look at our guy, um, Hannibal, the Hannibal guy mm-hmm. who has only murdered bad people while in prison. Right. And then he's sit- given the life that he's not that. He was a good guy. No, but like but then he he's given that only, kind of life. But this yeah. guy is like out here with kids and babies and women and we're yeah. talking hundreds and it's like no, well, okay. but man, he just had such a positive therapy session last yeah. Wednesday. God. It's bullshit. So sad. So crazy story. That is Rodney Alcala, the dating game killer. And I do think there are some Netflix. I think that's how I heard of it. There's some Netflix documentaries that are really good. I have to look it up because yeah. I haven't seen anything. And it's all over him. YouTube. Like I think Oxygen. I think I watched right. an Oxygen oh, sure. episode or I'm like sure. Dateline or something. So and I'm sure he was one who wanted to tell a story. I mean, obviously he wrote a book. So yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to whoever to tell my side. Of the story. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Well, guys, that's your Virgo for the day. Yeah. Good luck sleeping with that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of famous Virgo serial killers. There really are. Yeah. But I thought, was it... Was it Scorpios where we were like every week was a two parter because yes. they were so crazy, it was so much. I feel like them and Capricorns. Yes, there were a lot of two parters in January. Yes, that's what I. I think that's what I was thinking because Scorpios yeah. are October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we had one two parter. Yeah, so Capricorns. That's where we were like, well, yeah. it's another two parter. Toylax Killer. That was yes. two parter, but that's a <laughs> crazy story too. That one's nuts. God, you guys are nuts. Yeah. Especially California. Really, I think the issue it's is California. California. It is California. Like, why? Everything. The weather is so great. You've got the beach. Like, what the fuck is going wrong? Yeah, what is in the water? Don't drink the water in yeah. California. Just anyway. get out of California. Yeah. Um, That's the lesson. So, we talked about like upcoming potential events. Um, but, you know, as always, to support the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Please. Please download on your podcast platform as you listen. Um, And then, of course, if you watch us on YouTube, subscribe. So those things help us tremendously. Downloading five-star reviews, we'd heavily, heavily appreciate it. And we don't really prefer where you listen. It doesn't really matter. Just as long as you're clicking the button, it's astronomical. But if you do listen on Spotify, I prefer Spotify to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Then interact with our questions. As long as you just don't tell us we suck. Yeah. Marty. Marty. Looking at you, Marty. Marty Bird. (laughs) From Ozark. Do you watch that? Oh, I watched the first season and then I was like... You know, we live it every day. Yeah, I don't need to right? then turn on the I feel TV. like Marty Bird would like us. He would probably laugh. Maybe. I think he would. I mean, who doesn't laugh? We're pretty funny. <laughs> we're, we're kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Getting <laughs> blushing. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Stay sinister. Bye.